Good evening guys. Welcome to tonight's episode of Facts First. Ako po si Christian Esquera. So tonight is uh, ano ba ngayon? August 3. Uh, Thursday. Marami salamat po sa inyong uh, patuloy na pagtangkilik dito po sa ating programa. Ang pag-uusapan po natin ngayon, alam ko marami sa interested dito. So I really hope na makikinig kayo mabuti at uh, susundan niyo yung takbo ng discussion. Kasi pag-uusapan natin dito, ano ba yung naging role ng mga tinatawag na influencers, social media influencers, noong nakaraang eleksyon, noong 2022? Although ako personally, I don't like that term yung influencer. So it's a new term na ginagamit sa social media, pero sa akin masyadong presumptuation eh. Medyo bobo yung dating sa akin ng term na influencer. Anyway, that's just me. So that's my preference. Pero di ba, alam naman natin dito sa social media, I think we were, at least kami sa media, no? we were late in the game in terms of acknowledging ano ba yung impact ng social media tsaka ng mga influencers, ng mga popular accounts on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter in terms of influ- influencing the political discourse, in particular yung kampanya. Okay? Pero dito sa bagong pag-aaral na inilabas, mainit-init pa, they actually identified yung political economy aspect noong influencers. Magkano ba yung binabayad ng ilang mga politiko pagdating doon sa mga tinatawag na social media influencers to farm out or to put their messages or mostly manipulated messages out there. So napaka-interesting nito kasi baka yung pinapanood natin o sinusubaybayan nating influencer na kunwari nagpo-promote ng pelikula, pagkain, uh, ano ano man o nagpuputok ng ano ng tagihawat baka yun pala meron silang hidden content or part pala sila tinatawag na covert operation so I'm really 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 excited dito sa discussion natin ngayon and I'd like to introduce to you yung pong ano study lead yun na, yung namuno dito sa pag-aaral na ito ang title po ng kanilang study Political Economy of Covert Influence Operations in the 2022 Philippine elections. I'd like to welcome to our program. Nagesa po natin siya before, and I'm very happy that uh, we're having her back. Like, tagal lang yusin natin para maganda introduction natin. Ayan. I'd like to welcome to our program si uh, Miss Fatima Gao. Siya po yun na muna nitong study nito. Isa po siya media and tech, uh, media tech and society PhD student sa Northwestern University sa Illinois. And marami na po siyang, uh, actually, maganda na yung kanyang body of work when it comes to this particular issues. Magandang umaga sa iyo dyan sa Florida. Magandang gabi from Manila, Fatima. Thank you for joining us. Good evening sa yung taga-pakinig, taga-panood, sa YouTube band o sa podcast version ng yung show. Oo. Binild up lang kita ng konti, although I know that you don't <laughs> need any building up, no? Okay, kwento mo nga sa amin itong pag-aaral na ito, no? Itong bagong study, yung Political Economy of Covert Influence Operations in uh-huh. the 2022 Philippine Elections. Ano ba to? Bakit importante ito? Sige, simulan natin bakit ko ba, bakit nga ba namin ginawa yung research na ito. Noong 2022 election, I've done media interviews as well and number one na katanungan ng journalists ng, ng media ay gaano ba kalaki yung problema? Uh, can we attribute it to particular people? Um, how do we imagine this as how big of a problem is? How, how big is the influence of like this information um, to elections, to politics more broadly? Mm-hmm. Um, napakahirap sagutin yung tanong na yun dahil most of these operations, this information operations since 2016, I underground. Meaning, sila ay tago, sila, you know, out there, pinabalandra na, o gumagamit kami ng trolls, o gumagamit kami ng influencers para imanipulahin ang eleksyon o ang whatever political agenda ang merong isang politician. Um, kung baga, kung merong mainstream political PR na gumagawa ng pag-usap sa media para i-push yung um, political messaging ng isang politiko ngayon, um, maraming ibang operator. So, noong 2016, na usong-usong term, disinformation, and since nanonood kayo ng facts first, I'm sure super familiar na kayo sa fake news, disinformation, all those um, terminologies. Pero ngayon, uh, ngayon, nag-move na kami towards um, another term called influence operation. Dahil yung disinformation, mm-hmm kailangan gumamit ng peke o fabricated or you know, distorted information para manloko or mag, uh, mag-persuade or convince ng tao sa iyong political agenda. Hindi na necessarily totoo yun. Hindi mo kailangan magsinungaling per se. Kailangan mo lang talaga magmanipula ng 
perspective ng reality. So for example, meron tinatawag na phenomena called astroturfing. Um, ibig sabihin, gumagawa sila ng maraming maraming accounts para magmukha silang totoong tao. Mukha silang, you know, it, it looks like they are the public opinion when in fact the public opinion is manufactured. So Sorry, what's ganun, the term? Astro? Sorry, astro yung term turfing. astro. Turfing. Turf. Okay. Yes, hmm. yes. So may mga ganun ng phenomenon. Hindi mo kailangan magsinungaling per se. Kailangan mo lang mag-hire na underground operators to look like people but they're not really, well, they're people but they're not, you know, authentically you know, representing individual citizens um, to make it look like ito yung pinag-usapan, ito yung gusto ng bayan, ito yung pulso ng, uh, ng pinag-usapan ng, uh, ng, ng, ng mga Pilipino. So, hindi na siya straightforward disinformation. So, yun yung una kong gusto i-clarify na influence operation siya. Mas malawak. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. So, basically, ano to? Para manufactured discourse. Oo. Manufactured discourse. Uh, ano bang ibang pwedeng itawag dito? Whatever Tunar- uh, term we use, ang, ang intent ay magmukha siyang totoo. May, magmukha na may mga tao nagpo-push ng agenda na to, pero wala naman talaga. Okay, technically anong masamaran? Kasi baka sabihin ng iba, uh-huh. eh dati na naman ginagawa 'yan, 'di ba? Ang advantage lang ngayon, mayroong platform to actually amplify those discourse or messages, 'di ba? For example, for instance, 'di ba? Alam natin minsan, may mga gustong sumikat, let's say na sabihin natin media celebrity, feeling niya mukha siyang artista. Pwede naman siyang mag-hire ng let's say uh-huh. PR or someone else tapos mag mag-amplify siya ng message on Twitter, pag-usapan siya kunwari, 'di ba? Yes. So doon, so I think pinaka-familiar na form ng political promotion ay celebrity endorsement, especially during the election. Nod ka ng TV, Angel Doxin will promote this politician, Vice Ganda will promote this politician. Maraming ganong, yun yung parang normative or yung, uh, ano bang Filipino, uh, yun yung nakasanayan nating form ng, um, ng political promotion. Um, ngayon, social media, kahit sino ngayon ay feeling celebrity na no kung meron ka 10,000 followers hindi mo kailangan magkaroon ng you know ng ng pelikula kailangan mo lang ng ganong karaming reach may may celebrity status ka na ngayon yung mga influencer na ito originally galing talaga siya sa corporate side of um of 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 uh of uh, I guess uh, public relations uh, sila yung nag-endorse ng mga brands kakasay mo lang kanina pagkain clothing lahat ng kung ano-ano pa so Meron silang influence. And I've, I've heard sa intro mo na you're uncomfortable with the term influencer. Um, mm-hmm. And yun yung ginagamit ng uh, scholars dahil yun ay medyo broad. Hindi lang siya uh, for, you know, for for endorsing things pero influencing in a, in a larger scope of things. Pwedeng political, pwedeng lifestyle, pwedeng religious, for example, mga religious influencers din. Maraming classes. Mm-hmm. So yun yung medyo umbrella term. Um, hmm. So, yung mga influencers na ito, kumikita sila on their own. They have their channels. Nakikita mo, okay. pag, pag itong channel mo, may like and subscribe na, ano, na call to action. Merong monetization, kung baga yung platforms uh, para kumita yung mga influencer. Pero yung mali dito, um, as in terms of like hiring political influencers to do political campaigning for politicians, ay hindi to transparent. They would say, okay, I'm endorsing this politician, promoting his or her agenda. But we don't know if they're paid or not. Ultimately, yung mm. public facing na sabihin nila, ah, naiiniwala talaga ako sa, you know, politician A. Um, kaya ako siya, ini-endorse o kaya ako, ini-echo ang kanyang political message. Pero, backdoor pala, kumihita siya ng milyones dahil nasa payroll siya ng politician. So, yun yung mali uh, from our perspective okay. that we transparent yun. And we know that nare-report dapat lahat ng political spending through COMELEC na hindi naman nangyayari in truth. And this is one of the okay. aspects na hindi accounted for. Okay. Definition of terms muna tayo. No? Unang-una, ano ba ibig sabihin ng influencers? Dun sa, dun sa study nyo, uh-huh. uh, ano yung kinonsider niya na, na influencer? Meron bang threshold dyan when it comes to the number of followers or subscribers? Yes, so ang mga influencers inherently sila yung relatively mas sikat than ordinary users. Um, in different platforms have different like minimum follower to be counted as influencer. Probably yung mga tagapakinig have heard the term micro-influencer or mega-influencer. Maraming tiers kasi may mas sikat than others. Pero once na minimum nakakabot kayo ng say 10,000 followers, ibig sabihin nun, pwede ka na mag-monetize sa page. Um, Excuse me. Meron, usually, meron ding verified 
um, check mark yung blue check mark tabi ng pangalan mo kasi nakaabot ka na sa ganun kasikatan. So maraming it's a range of users pero they're previously ordinary users who accumulated followers kasi creative sila sa content nila, strategic sila sa communication nila, entertaining sila ultimately at nakakuha sila ng maraming followers, nag-start na sila mag-monetize. So naging partly kabuhayan nila ang um, influencing um kumbaga ang tawag namin. Um different platforms at different threshold. Yeah. How did you know na ano na organic yung followers nila? Did you also check those uh-huh. following? Kasi baka yung iba, di ba? Ay, ma- um, so baka manufactured yung i-check. Bop. Oo. Mm. Usually yung yung ganong mga influencer, di mo ma-check talaga sino yung totoo at bot or what not kasi um yung mga operation ng mga yung, yung unlike trolls na mas you know call center type operations na talagang nagutulungan sila para i-boost yung following nila online yung mga influencer may ibang dahilan bakit nag-follow yung mga tao sa kanila so of course you know with, with, we we can't assume na, um we can assume na may you know may some of them may fake followers but more or less we can say generally mas authentic followers na nakikita sa trolls sa trolls kasi talagang super artificial ito may trabaho sila before they have a page and meme page for example or sports or gaming um mm-hmm. tapos nag ano sila venture in sila into politics because that was an opportunity to profit from okay ano may nagtatanong dito ano po sa tagalog ang influencers mas magandang tanong ano po sa filipino huwag niyo pong kalimutan iba yung tagalog uh-huh. iba yung filipino ang ginagamit uh-huh. po natin national language natin filipino hindi po tagalog although base sa tagalog okay ano raw po ang filipino kung meron man ng influencer nako hindi namin naisip yan dahil in in a, in our language filipino we always mix filipino and english Um, influencer talaga. Um, I think kasama na siya sa colloquial. Hindi man siya Filipino, kasama na siya sa colloquial language natin na pinag-uusapan. Na natin. Oo. Pwede bang tawagin din silang ano? Uh, tawag dito, feeling sikat. <laughs> Joke lang. <laughs> Uy, na, ito naman, like, sorry yung sinabi ko. Hindi ka naman siya ano. Hindi, ano lang yun. Uh, FYI lang. Uh, tidbits of information. Yung sinabi ko regarding Filipino versus Tagalog. Ano yan ah? I don't mean to offend <laughs> Okay lang yan. Nagsasorry kasi nagtanong. Hindi, hindi, hindi. Walang problema. Ayan. Uh, okay. So, ilan yung influencers na naging, na minonitor nyo for this study? Mm-hmm. Actually, nagsimula kami sa, I think, 40,000 influencers across all those platforms we monitor. Sa Facebook, sa Twitter, sa YouTube, at sa TikTok. Siyempre, mm-hmm. may mga influencer na present sa dalawang platform, tatlo. So, hindi nga namin ma-differentiate yun kasi baka they're using different names. Uh, so, we call it influencer accounts, not unique influencer. Nagsimula kami sa ganun karaming influencer. Tingnan namin yung content nila over since, um, I think since October 2021. It's just the start of like, ah, uh, not the like election season, filing of candidacy, kumbaga. Uh, so, imi-mentor namin kasi usually yung comelic ang, ang kinocover nila campaign season, which is February 2022, mm-hmm. when in fact, a lot of the, in, the promotions work, a lot of the influencing, kung baga, ay nangyayari, mas maaga pa. I would argue, mas maaga pa nga before October or November noong 2021. Pero di na namin minonitor yun. Um, okay. Simula kami doon, hanap namin ang content nila, sino ba sila yung mga um, uh, kalink or like uh, ano, connections nila on their social media. We also check their behavior over time. Anong oras sila nagpo-post? Ano ba yung mga patterns of their um, engagement with other accounts? Um, marami kaming um, indicators. And sa study, kung babasahin nyo, marami kaming 18 indicators to identify this influencer. Tapos, um, if you remember your basic statistics, you would see na merong normal distribution. A normal you know, account, a user account would behave in a particular way. These influencers we identified for filtering later on, sila yung outlier. Ibig sabihin, sila yung suspiciously kakaiba yung behavior na sumasobra na yung posting, sumasobra na yung pagka-partisan ng post nila. Hindi lang sila, I support this kind. They're supporting in the extremes. 
Um, mm. and, and yun yung mga namin. And ultimately, from that big like list of influencers we monitored, uh, we identified only 1,400, which is still a lot of influencers that we think, we suspect, are um, uh, part of covert influence operation or part ng uh, intransparent underground political campaigning. Kung baga black ops ng mga politiko. Okay, ano ano indicator sa consider niyo para sabihin niyo na ito mm-hmm. tong influencer na to mukhang pasok do sa covert mm-hmm. uh, political influence yeah. operations. Anong anong mga pinagbasihan niyo? Sige, 18 siya, bigyan ko yung example para may patikim tayo. Example ano lang, example. Ang um, basihan namin, uh, may isang obvious na example is coordination. Bibig uh, sabihin yung timing na kanilang pagpo-post ay kasabay ng pag-push ng agenda ng ibang other accounts out there, not non-influencer accounts as well. Um, uh, for, for example, kakalabas lang ng issue, nag-post agad sila 30 seconds right after like the issue. So medyo may, may nag-borrow kami ng mga troll behavior at the same time, na-expand namin yun. So merong way of like coordination. And you would imagine, bakit, bakit ang bilis siya nag-react, no? ang bilis siya nag- naggawa ng video in reaction to this issue. We suspect na kasi may brief na sila early on, you know, ng client nila, sila be, oh, ito yung gusto namin gawin nyo. Um, sabay-sabay tayo. So imagine nyo, like advertising campaign, marketing campaign, may pagkasabay-sabay din ang kanilang pag-launch ng, ng campaign nila. Um, we also use a lot of uh, content indicators. So partisanship is one of them. So all of us during the election express some sort of partisanship. I'm voting for this politician. I'm voting for this uh, um, uh, uh, this, uh, this this VP candidate, for example. But these influencers uh, check a lot of the boxes. Na mas hyper partisan. Um, they've been posting about this politician for so long. To this extent, uh, meaning, hindi lang nila pinapost, uh, nire-repost yung mga platforma, medyo talagang halata na nag endorse na sila ng like, uh, mas, mas deeper political messaging. Talagang okay. uh, mas close-minded na, na oh, ito, ito lang buboto nyo dahil siya yung binakamagaling. Pero Tiga. the thing is, with, sige, wait, tapusin ko lang. With these indicators na pakarami, 18, um, hindi... Isang indicator, it's not conclusive. That's why we use this 18 indicators together para oh, ano ba yung mga tinacheck niyang boxes? Ano ba yung mga score niya? On average, ito yung mga suspicious account. Ah, yung, yung in-average siya tapos kung pumasok sila ron. Okay. Then, mm-hmm. tanong ko kasi dun sa pinanggit mo na ano, kung obvious na yung partisanship nila, obvious na yung messaging nila, covert pa ba yun? Hindi <laughs> ba overt na yun? Oo. Uh, overt yung promotion nila, ang covert na parte ay yung transaction behind the scenes. Pag-anggap. Kung sila ay bayad, part sila ng team. Um, kasi lahat ng influencers, kahit sinang tanong yung mga sabi nila, volunteer sila. I'm doing this on my own volition. I'm not being forced, I'm not being paid. Um, kahit yung mga known influencers from way back, sila Muka from, from the Duterte's era, Muka sa edinay nila that they're paid. Um, so it's it's not something that you put out there dahil uh, it's a source of your livelihood. Why would you admit um, to doing such that would um, probably, you know, make you susceptible to investigation or scrutiny? Ito, tinulungan tayo nung ano ko, Filipino teacher ko noong high school sa San Beda. Si Ma'am ano, Pamo, sabi niya, influenciador. Baka po, ano, baka, malay natin, ma'am. <laughs> baka pwedeng gamitin. Okay. Doon ba sa mga influencers na na kinover nyo dito sa study? Kasama ba dyan example yung kunwari, uh, food vlogger nagkikwento, ba? Ito, masarap yung pagkain dito. Kumakain siya ng pares, tapos nagsisingit ng political content. Siguro kasi sarap nito yung magiging buhay natin kung manalo sa ganito. May mga ganyan ba kayo na-encounter? O kaya naglalaba, tapos biglang isisingit yung messaging about any particular mm-hmm. candidate. Gusto ko yung laba live na idea for influence. Um, oh, I, I'm confirming that um, when you think about political influencer, akalaim, oh, exclusively politics na yung pinag-uusapan nila. Hindi yun yung case. May mga ganong influencer na nakita namin na talagang political commentator, political pundit behaving sila. Pero marami kami nakita na talagang non-political yung topic and subject of their original blog or your, your channel or account. Pero nagisingit sila ng politi- political content um, dahil yun nga yung uso. 
if you you know re- imagine a year ago during the election it's all what it's it's all the things we talk about all about the election ano ibang yun yung trending every day um and when you think kaya yung political economy framework also makes sense kasi if uso yun merong demand for viewership so yun yung pagkakakitaan nila ultimately um mm-hmm. so we definitely saw Uh, mga travel um, vloggers, beauty vloggers, maraming mga humor page, mga comedy, uh, comedian meme pages that we saw. Um, in fact, in our research, we found seven types of influencers. May mga, alam niyo yung stan account? Familiar ka ba doon, Christian? Yeah. Yung mga fandom. Hindi uh, oh, ako ganun yes, matanda. Yes, yung mga ganun. <laughs> Pinangaasak kasi sa akin <laughs> dito eh. Lumaro yung term ko eh. Sabi, ayan, gets ko yung stan. We stand you, oh, diba? We stand account. Na? Yes. Okay. Oh, may mga fandom account that they promote Marcos. Like, parang they make it look like an idol nila si Marcos, for example. Uh, maraming mm. klase. Uh, if you see the research, you'll find um, the diversity of influencers. So, um, ang gusto ko lang iparating ay, pag political influencer pinag-usapan, hindi lang sila yung political lang pinag-usapan. Pwede na isingit yung politics anytime. And that's dangerous because yung mga followers nila, they didn't follow that account for politics. They follow that account for a, a different reason. Yeah. So, parang, um, parang susceptible public sila to be influenced um, dahil napaka-subtle ng influencing. Oh, teka lang, may nanonood sa atin. Parang ang daming alam sa pinag-uusapan natin. Eh, no? Ito. The scenarios that Christian described are most prevalent on TikTok because of the FYP algorithm of the platform. So, ano bang pangayon ito? Hindi ko kalala ito. Alan German? May, may aliman pala na nanonood sa atin ngayon. No? Parang alam na alam niyo yung pinag-uusapan natin. No? Parang ang lapit sa puso niya. No? Anyway, thank you for, for the additional information. Ito. Dito, ito medyo telling nitong ito, itong isang finding niyan. Pag-usapan natin to. Lumalabas sa pag-aaral niyo na yung ginastos tama ba ng pre- pres- uh, for the presidential and vice presidential elections in 2022, yung mga gumamit na mga covert political influencers, ang ginastos nila was in the range of 600 million pesos up to 1.5 billion. Unang-una kong tanong, paano niyo na complete yan? So, pinag-usapan natin sa simula ng show na um, almost impossible to um, size up the industry dahil underground nga sila. Napakakunti ng willing mag-usap sa amin about it kahit napakalaking pera, we assume, ang, ang, ang nag-circulate sa industry na ito. Um, and we thought na, okay, while we cannot measure things directly, perhaps we can use proxy measure. So, para sa yung mga tagapakinig nanonood, ang proxy measure ibig sabihin, indirect measurement o indirect na uh, sukatan uh, ng, ng spending. And we, um, we used uh, um, our fieldwork. So, nag-interview kami ng mga influencer. Nagtaro kami, magkano ba yung binabayad usually for, you know, six posts, for example. Uh, marami kaming insight about, ah, minsan, Um, mas wala kayo yung bayad pag willing ka to switch camps. Dati, you're publicly supporting this politician and then you switch camp, babayaran ka ng mas malaki. Or seasonality, pag kahit ng um, campaign season, mas malaki yung bayad. So more of those nuances on the ground of how differently um, political influencers are are paid. And napaka-kiotek ng industry na ito dahil walang set pricing. Ba- ikaw mag-set ng pricing dahil finite o bilang lang influencer. Sila yung nagidikta ng presyo nila. Um, and then, gawa kami na sa second phase of our project na yun nga yung, yung pinag-usapan kanina na 1,400 plus, ah, tama, 1,400 plus influencers we suspect um, have strong evidence of um, participating in covert influencers. So, kumbaga, yung market, kung meron kang presyo at meron ka nung Um, quantity, meron kang pwedeng magawang estimate. And itong estimate namin, medyo malaki siya, no? Dahil may dalawang model kami na ginamit kasi magkaiba yung assumption. Magkaiba yung rules of the game for smaller influencers and for bigger influencers. Kasi for smaller influencers, uh, paper post yan. Sige, bigay, six post, ito yung bayad namin. If maganda yung nag-trend, yung post mo about our client or polit- the politician you're supporting, then we will contract you again. We'll hire you again for the next round, next month of campaigning. For big-time influencers, they are operating on a different um, uh, logic. Uh, they're operating on what we call as a retainer model. Mas monthly yung bayar nila. Parang regular job. Uh, nilang, 
ang influence work. Um, and yun, walang maximum, walang minimum post. Basta on-call sila. Oh, kailangan tirahin yung politician na to. Let's pay. Uh, let's, let's do this. Dahil payroll sila, um, gagawin nila yon for the Pero client. Yung dalawang ganyan, model na to, ito yung basihan na estimate. Pag ganyan yung message ba, very, ano, very strict na ito lang dapat yung ipalabas nila or free yung mga influencers na yan to craft their own messages? So unlike trolls na may script na pinafollow lang nila kung ano sabihin sa kanila um, at halata na ano, um, uh, yung messaging nila ay coordinated, ito may flavor ng branding ng influencer. Dito nagko-collide yung mundo ng public relations at mundo ng politics dahil naging creative sila sa execution nila. Siyempre, as influencer, ay mo namang mangbukang peke. Yung capital mo ay your, is your authenticity or yung pagiging uh, ano, totoo mo sa mga followers mo, viewers. So you want to if, infuse your own branding sa iyong political messaging when you serve the client's uh, brief or, or request. So hindi siya super obvious. In fact, it's packaged in a way that would look like any other content by that influencer. So hindi dapat siya okay. nag-stand out. It looks like, you know, it speaks from that voice, the same voice that the followers love and support. Para maka-authentic, no? Doon pala sa 1,425 Uh-oh. influencer accounts that you included in this study, meron ba niyang kasama mga journalists? Kasi di ba may mga sikat na journalists ngayon, nag- nagbablogging, nagsusugod bahay, nag-interview ng celebrity, ano ba, kung ano mga pinag-uusapan? Uh, siguro, gusto nung mm-hmm. ano, no? <laughs> Feeling celebrity. Meron ba kayo na-identify na ganyang accounts din? Pero covertly, yes. nagtatrabaho pala for certain politicians? Meron kaming ilan-ilang na nakita uh, just to, I guess, open up this idea. Kasi may nakita akong mga comment nung pinapish namin yung study na pangalan na yan, yung influencer na yan. Kasi, you know, mukha silang bad actors, mga silang villains in this story. Pero for us, uh, source of livelihood nila yon. Kailangan namin silang protectahan. Because our research is not... Um, uh, we don't have direct evidence of their participation. Wala silang kontrata, wala silang, you know, uh, bina- resibo na pagbayad sa kanila. We cannot say conclusively, kaya nga, we always uh, practice caution. Na estimates lang ito, um, may plus minus uh, margin of error ang aming measures. Uh, so we don't want to name them because we don't want to uh, inadvertently harm them. Ay, pangalanan natin, sige. Pero just since, since uh, anonymous pa rin naman ito pinag-uusapan natin, Definitely may mga journalists dyan, uh, mostly ex-journalists who have been, you know, moving on. Kasi alam naman natin, alam mo yan, Christian, in this business, uh, maliit lang yung bayad, precarious ang inyong industry. At mas malaka talaga yung mo if you go out of media, end of media practice. Kasi mas malaki yung pwedeng opportunity yun, to be more Actually, political strategies for a politician. Hindi ka ba na Christian, to do that? Ah, hindi. Sorry. I can look people straight in the eye, including yourself, that I, I don't engage in such practices. Yung binabanggit ko kasi ng mga journalists, sabi mo kasi, baka mahina yung kita nila in journalism, kaya they're expanding their their livelihood opportunities. Actually, yung mga naiisip ko ngayon, ang lalaki ng kita nila sa journalism. Pero alam mo na, nakita nila, uy, pwede pa akong kumita ng mas malaki dito, dito sa social media. Pero ako personal frustration ko sa ganun. Ang bigat-bigat ng problema against trolls, against this, sinasabi mo influence operations, mm-hmm. tapos yung disinformation, mano ba, mano ba namang gamitin mo naman yung clout mo as a journalist in the digital platform to fight this? Ang ginagawa kasi na iba nagpapayaman lang. O kaya, siguro secretly, feeling nila pwede sila mag-artista pero hindi sila uubra sa Star Magic. So nagtatayo mm-hmm. na lang ng channel na at nagsusugod bahay. That's my point. Oh, but actually, oh. I mentioned this in a, le- in a, in a, in a forum this morning eh. Anyway, ano lang yan. <laughs> That's just my opinion. And I stand by that. At saka, gusto ko rin i-point out na tama ka. Hindi mo kailangan maging guapo, maging, you know, pagaling ko kanta, magka-talent per se. Basta entertaining ka enough, you know, pwede ka na maging influencer. And I would also add na, um, in a in a political system of patronage, anong abang Filipino noon, um, basically, may utang na loob. Pag pinamote may isang politician during election season, may utang na loob ka, bigyan ka na position in the government it's not just money as well it's probably pivoting to like a political job um 
in the future, if you place your bets correctly, I bet in the winner, I'll probably get some, you know, payment somehow in the future in the form of employment in the government. Oh, di ba ganun yun? Pag sumipsip ka sa, sa, sa campaign, mm-hmm. as a journalist, yung co- ang coverage mo very pro, apparently nanalo. Di ba? <laughs> Kinukuha sila to work in that particular government. Common yan eh, no? across administrations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ito pala, ang tanong ko, nung, bakit ang, ang lawak ng range? 600 million to 1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Di ba parang masyadong malawak? Um, bakit yun? Yes. So we wanted to be more open to give you a range than like a precise number dahil marami pa kaming gaps in our investigation. So for example, nag-field research man kami, nag-interview kami ng mga influencers, ng mga presyohan nila, pero from a quantitative research point of view, hindi enough na kunyari may 21 interviews man kami at 11 doon influencers. Hindi enough yung 11 na yun para masihan yung estimation na kanyang kanalaking numbers. In fact, ang ginamit naming um, base pricing ay yung industry rates. So, pag influencer ka, may rate card ka, bigay mo sa, ah, ito yung um, kailangan yung bayaran with, with the services I'll offer. So, may mga ganun sila parang in-offer the services. We use those numbers instead of the actual numbers dun sa political influencing dahil napaka underground, napaka murky nung, nung, nung space na yon. In fact, in research, we will admit to this, napakahirap i-convince na, ah, kausapin mo kami. Kasi bakit nga ba nakakausapin yung researcher? What's their incentive? They're, you know, making themselves vulnerable, possibly opening themselves to um, retaliation from politicians. Um, may mga alam tayo dati na mga sa semi-whistleblower, tatawag sa radyo, ah, nag-work ako as a troll, o binayaran ako na influencer, this and that. Kahit yun anonymous, di ba? And, and mm. for us, mag-interview namin sa kanila, they have to face us. So maraming risk involved. Um, and w- what we emphasize in this research is, you estimate na ito, malaki, kasi we want to have a range. Pero once we have more information, more data, and hopefully the show will help us get more leads. Kung may kilala kayong influencer, kilala kayong mga engage in this industry of political work through social media influencing jobs. Let us know kasi we want more information. Baka lumit ng lumit yung range. Pero as researcher, mm-hmm. we just don't want to have like, uh, kung, um, I guess like a uh, one number um, to to parade out there because we don't know. We don't know yet a lot of, um, we have a lot of assumptions that we need to refine further. But pwede ko madagdagan yan kasi you're inviting them to mm-hmm. to to help you with the data gathering. Pero sa akin naman sana, itong pinag-uusapan natin, which is uh, mostly negative, hindi naman sana ito maging inadvertent encouragement sa kanila to go into this. no? Kasi nga, dapat mm-hmm. nandun pa rin yung, ano eh, yung morality sa ginagawa natin. Ito may tanong si Mar- Mari Jo. Sabi niya, From those you interviewed, did any one of them admitted, admit lang, did anyone admit that mm-hmm. they felt guilty and sorry for what they did? May nakonsensya ba in short? We don't want to actually ask that. That's not part of our interview guide because we don't want them to feel bad. Na they're doing this for uh, as a job, as a source of livelihood. Um, kahit, I mean, maraming mga trabaho uh, that people take are morally ambiguous or morally problematic too. Um, so may kanya-kanya tayong compromises uh, sa ating morality. Kung baga. So we don't want to ask them, ah, did you feel sorry? Did you feel bad about it? Because maybe some of them really believe in the influ- in, in the politicians they support, except that meron ding extra benefit na binabayaran din sila. So we didn't, we weren't able to, and we, we didn't ask it kasi hindi naman namin interest um, yun. Kung ano ba yung transaction? Kasi ultimately, we want them to be more transparent. Um, and um, in this industry na napaka-unregulated, walang resibo, walang kontrata, paano haba namin may estimate? Yun nga, very indirect. Kaya itong malaking range ang yung nakita sa aming report. Ah, okay. Tama naman. Pero paano pala yung, ano, yung, yung sabi mo industry rate, no? So, meron bang parang market value yan? Kunwari, influencer. Feeling niya influencer siya. Siguro meron siya, kunwari, 10,000 followers. Uh, magkano ba nakokomend niya? Na, nakokomend niya ano rate pag ganun? So, in the corporate world, mas klaro yung basihan ng rate. So, Of course, your followers, uh, yung, yung mga account na yan, may analytics data yan. Meaning, oh, ito yung engagement rate ng account ko. Maliit man yung 
uh, follower count ko, napakataas naman ng engagement. Uh, so that could be a so it can be a, like a way to capitalize that number and uh, make your rate higher than usual. Uh, other parts, other ways that they influence the rate. Kunyari, influencer ka, pero, you know, mag-appear ka sa TV, every now and then that also affects your rate. Um, and how, and, and also depends on the industry. So, kung beauty vlogger ka, makeup, uh, tutorials, uh, or, or food vlogger, yung competition then within that niche or genre also affects your rate. Na, um, that you would want to, you know, charge for a smaller rate kung marami kang competition. Maraming mas klaro yung 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 measures or basihan ng rate card na sa corporate setting ng influencer. Yung political influencer, yun nga yung pinag-usapan namin sa chap- chapter 2 of our research. Napaka um, ambiguous and uh, unstable ng industry. In fact, the influencers set the rates. The politicians are quite desperate <laughs> during that time ng election season na ah sige, let's hire this to push our agenda further. Um, so your influencer would say, "Ito yung single ko," and uh, I think two or three of our interviewees have confirmed. Actually, most of the time, hindi naman umaangal yung um, yung clients. So, ito yung ito yung sinigil nila sige, beran natin. At least you know trial period and see if nagtrending sila, helpful sila sa campaign, then we'll hire them for a longer period of time. So napakahirap mag-estimate to begin with, dahil napaka uh, unstandardized ng ng galaw. Um, and the more political notoriety you have, the more willing you are to do dirty politics in your account, the more likely ka pwede manigil ng mas mahal. Ito mm, may tanong, maganda tanong. Kasi nga, wala namang, wala namang kontrata yan, di ba? I suppose, kasi it's not above board eh. It, under the table nga yan eh. Kaya may siya nga nagtanong dito kanina eh. Hanggat wala raw resibo, ang comment niya, speculation o chismis lang daw yung sinasabi niyo sa study. Anyway, ito nagtatanong, meron ba raw non-disclosure agreements between influencer and the client? From our data, um, yung non-disclosure agreements are non-existent as well. Nakupasensya okay na ang mga, mga pamangkin. Mag-hi na kayo. Okay lang naman tayo. Yan ang maganda pag kung nasa ENC tayo, hindi <laughs> magpapanik yung... Hindi yun, no? Hi, oi naga hi show. Sarako lang yung pinto. Oh, hi daw sila. Ayun, number si sila. Okay. Hello. Um, ano, we, okay, we were saying um yung influencers sa so political influencers. NDAs, yung mga NDAs. Yeah, yeah, NDAs. Okay. Yung NDAs are non-existent. Um you would assume, no, na may NDA because you want to want to keep the transaction private and like confidential. Um and actually kahit yung um corporate um, counterpart ng influencers, may NDAs yan. Pero, uh, again, two to three of our um, uh, interviewees or in our research confirm na, ah, actually walang NDA. I mean, walang contract to begin with NDA pa kaya. Oh. But, they have, they don't have the incentive to, you know, talk about it publicly because one of our, influ- one of our, not influencer, one of our interviewees describe it as a Mexican standoff na you know may nakatutok na baril sa ulo ng client and uh, influencer so you would assume na ah if you, if you go out there speak publicly you're endangering both of us um so merong inherent um motivation to keep silent and keep it to themselves and keep the transaction underground and private okay dito, dito sa sinasabi yung range na 600 million to 1.5 billion collective na to at saka na-establish ba based na sa mga pagtatanong nyo na lahat ng mga tumakbo sa pagkapangulo at vice-presidente ay nag-engage dito sa covert uh, political influence operations? By collective, you mean lahat ng kandidato hmm. uh, nag-spend. So, um, yun yung hindi Basis namin... Basis na kwento. Kasi hindi mo naaamin yan, di ba? Yes. Meron kaming dalawang basis for possibly attributing. It's not a very strong um, uh, indicator, but it could be like a signal to sino nga ba yung nagbabayad, sino nga ba yung kliyente ng mga ito. Uh, so, one basis is, sino ba yung lagi na binabakit in their post? We can like automatically do it using computational method na, ah, they always mention Marcos or Lenny or Pacquiao. Then that could be a sign that sila yung client nila, no? 
on the other hand, merong mga influencers who just who was just hired to attack. So you could also always mention Lenny or Bongbong, but yun pala, they're hired to do attack um, you know, tactics. Uh, so hindi accurate na. Does it mean na uh, sila, sila yung most mentioned, yung ina-attake. So we also did qualitative check. In reality, when you check the actual content, sino nga ba yung support nila? Ina-attack man nila si Lenny, pero Marcos supporter sila, or vice versa. So, maraming mm-hmm. complexity. And we had, and dito na sa report, nasa internal files lang namin, dahil hindi namin makorroborate. Pero one of like the insights we want to corroborate through the help of our viewers today is may mga nagasabi na, ah, binayaran ako to do neutral content. So, <laughs> merong bayaran to do neutral content, not even partisan content. And we can't really wrap our heads around bakit gagawin yun. Mm-hmm. Pero may ganun ding part ng market that's still unclear to us. So hopefully in the next iteration of the research, possibly for the midterm election, we can do that. Nagkwento ako dyan. Sige. <laughs> anyway, Ay, sige. Ay, nako. Sige. Off-air marami na lang. Ram- Off-air na. Marami-rami itong napag-usapan natin and I don't want to spoil your vacation, no? Baka kinukulit ka na ng mga pamangkins maagi dyan sa Florida, no? Maraming-maraming salamat, Fatima, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your explanation dito sa inyong study. I understand this is groundbreaking because mm-hmm. this was the first time, tama ba, that uh, a political economy study was done about the role of influence operations in an election, tama ba? Hindi uh, naman siya necessarily the first. Ang, ang bago niyang na-contribute ay yung estimate on the numbers. Before, uh, no, before the research na. were... Uh, before the research were mostly qualitative, yung 2016 study ni Jonathan Ong and Jason Cabanes, I um, mean, look at more disinformation operations before, like talagang, you know, false claims and um, untruths. Ngayon, talagang mas malawak na siya. Um, and, uh, yun nga, we put, try to put a number, hindi lang narratives, pero a number to actually feel like, oh, medyo urgent na to. Comelec, uh, Congress, act on this because there's this millions and billions of money being spent um, outside of our um, purview that needs to be acted hmm. on. Okay. Oh, sige. Maraming maraming salamat okay. sa Fatima and uh, congratulations uh, on this study. Maraming salamat for joining us okay. dito sa Paxpers. Salamat. Okay. Bye. Yan, si Fatima Gaw po, ating nakapanayam. Dami po mapasok na information kanina. No? Babating ilang natin, may nangtotrol sa atin eh. So, uh, tumutugon sa pangalang Alan Herman. Yan. Hi. Next time, ikaw naman ang i-interviewin natin dito uli. Hindi ko pa namin na-interview dito sa Fox First. Eh, no? Alam nyo, napaka-interesting nitong, ano, nitong study na to, no So, nagkaroon ng presyo, estimate kung magkano rin kinikita ng mga influence operations. Ang laki ah, 600 million to 1.5. Pero again, masyado pa rin yan technically vague, masyado malawak. No? Ang malalaman nyo lang yan pag talaga nakausap nyo yung mga influencers and you, you would presume na they were giving you the, the correct rates. No? For instance, may nakausap ulit si influencer o oh, nagtrabaho sa isang politiko nung nakaraang eleksyon. Pwede rin naman niyang i-overestimate or overvalue yung sarili niya, di ba? So, that explains kung bakit napakalawak ng range. Pero ito naaalala ko, no? Kasi nga may isang inisip natin, ano bang problema kung nagpapagamit itong mga to at kumikita? Eh baka naman naniniwala rin sila ron sa mga kandidatong pinopromote nila. Okay? Actually, mas problema rito kung nagmamanipulate sila ng information nagpapakalat ng uh, maling impormasyon to attack somebody or to destroy certain person or institutions. Yun ang problema. Mas problema yun. Ito ba napapansin nyo? No? Ito. Baka naalala nyo. Yung mga nakikinig sa radyo. Ito may nagsabi sa akin. Ano raw to eh. Rocket ito ng ilang mga radio commentators. Di ba minsan nakikinig kayo sa isang radio program, commentary. Minsan biglang out of the blue, walang kinalaman sa issue binag-uusapan. Yung radio commentator biglang pupuri ng isang... Kunwari, isang politiko. O, si ganito, si congressman, makisig yan. Napakagaling. Ang ganda-ganda ng ginagawa niya sa lugar niya. O kaya, meron pupurihin na police general. Sabi sa akin ng ibang mga in the know, sabi nila, bayad daw yung mga ganong comments dun sa ibang mga radio commentators. Kung baga, merong fee yun, pinabayaran sila to actually prop up the image of those uh, political figures that they are talking about in passing. Pero mukhang pinupuri lang, di ba? So, dapat maging mapanuri kayo dun eh. Ayun. 
<laughs> Ayan o. o. May mga lumalabas sa pangalan dito, no? Hindi ko sinasabing sila yun, ha? Pero may mga ganyan din kasi, o. Tapos eto. Kanina, very telling yung binanggit kanina ni, ano, ni, ni, ni Fatima Gaw, no? Meron daw ilang mga influencers na binayaran to stay neutral. Ayos. <laughs> Ibig sabihin, hyper-partisan yung image nila. So siguro binayaran sila o inoferan at least nung isang politiko na wag lang silang banatan, just stay neutral. Kasi baka kilalang bumabanat sa kanya. No? Naalala ko lang eh. Ito, ito, ito. True story ito. No? Hindi ko napapangalanan kasi ano rin ito eh. Fellow journalist. Reporter pa ako noon sa Philippine Daily Inquirer. Nagko-cover ako ng Senado. There was a big issue. Kalimutan ko na kung saan eh. Something to do with... Uh... Hindi ko nababanggitin. Baka mahulaan niya. No? So, meron isang napakalaking issue. Di ba minsan pag may malaking issue, may, may tatay yung politiko eh. Magpiprivileged speech, babanatan, etc. etc. Pero doon sa issue na yon, na itong sa akin ay kwento ko, ang nangyari, merong malaking issue sa Senado na kinocover namin. So, tapos na ako sa work ko sa Senado. Nakapag-file na ako ng story. So, gumigimik na ako sa San Juan. Nasa tapat ako eksakto ng, ano, ng music museum. Ayan. May dating ano ron eh, may dating restaurant na, no? Madalas tumambay na si Kuya Germs. Doon ako nakatayo, gabi, mga 7pm. Panunood yata ako ng sine. Nakatanggap ako ng tawag from a fellow journalist who was also covering the Senate. Nagwo-work siya sa another news organization. Sabi sa akin, Chan, pwede ka ba makausap? Sabi ko, bakit? Anong meron? Sabi, eto kasi yung kaibigan natin eh, nagpapatulong eh. Yan. Y- yun yung opening niya eh. Sabi ko, ano yan? Nasense ko na eh. Ah, mag-o-offer to ng, ano, ng bribe. Ang ginawa ko, pinakinggan ko, para at least alam ko yung detalye. Para ito, ngayon, may kinekwento ko sa inyo. Ang binabanggit sa akin, uh, wag ko lang daw banatan or isulat yung negative about that particular public official na subject ng Senate investigation or Senate hearings on time na yon. Sabi, hindi ko raw kailangan papugiin sa story. Huwag ko lang daw isulat yung negative. Sabi ko, after kumakuhin detalye, I politely declined. Nagbigay siya ng presyo, I think, kano ba? 20,000 by in-offer? Parang ano siya, yung... I don't know, hindi ko na tinanong yung detalye. Sabi ko, pasensya na, pre. Ano, hindi ako naglalaro ng ganyan, no? So I politely, I politely declined. Pero kaya ako siya kinikwento sa inyo. Naalala ko kasi dahil doon sa kwento kanina ni Fatima, no? Meron daw ibang influencers na binabayaran lang, wag lang mag-ano, wag, just to stay neutral. So, nangyayari yan, no? Ang sinasabi ko sa inyo, baka sabihin nyo, oh, napakadumi naman ng mga reporters. Yes, madumi po yung industry ng journalism sa Pilipinas. Pero higit naman sa marami pong matitunong mga journalists. Kaya wag po kayo matuturn off. Wag kayo magpapaniwala dyan sa mga, ano, dyan sa mga sa mga bumabanat sa media. Kunwari dito, may nagpapapansin na troll kanina, no? Sabi niya, oh, pera-pera lang daw, no? Uh, hindi ko nababanggatin yung pangalan niya kasi kikita pa to, no? Although gusto ko magkakawanggawa ngayong gabi uh, para makasingil ka naman sa akinse. Pero wag na, sayang. Sayang effort sa'yo. Isa kang kulugo. Ayan. Sayang ang effort sa'yo. Ayan. No comment. Mayroon dito isang comment, hindi ko nababanggitin. Alam nyo, mag-iingat din kayo minsan sa mga napapanood nyo ng mga komentarista minsan online. Baka porki sinasabi nila yung gusto nyo madinig, ang tawag puro confirmation bias. Sa tingin nyo, matino yun. Uh, alam nyo, medyo matagal-tagal na rin po tayo dito sa industriya. Marami na rin po tayong mga nakilala. Kilala na rin po natin yung mga political operators dati na nagpapanggap na commentators ngayon. Or dahil siguro, fashionable to side with a particular political view, mag-ingat din po kayo sa ganon. Okay? So, kaya nga dito, for instance, sa facts first, no? Um, alam ko, minsan, hindi nyo namang gusto yung, yung mga pinag-uusapan natin, hindi nyo gusto yung stand ko sa isang particular issue, pero sa akin, prangka lang naman, eh, no? Kung maga, I don't have to play uh, to the gallery na gusto ko lang sabihin sa inyo, para i-please kayo kung ano yung gusto nyo madinig, no? Doon tayo kung, kung ano po yung fact 
facts na na-establish base po sa ebidensya meron po tayo. Yan naman po dapat ang takbo ng journalism. No? So, maraming ano yan, maraming <laughs> nagtatanong si True Colors. Secret na. Ang dami ko ng kaaway. Dadagdagan nyo pa. Ayan. Oo. Uh, cheap naman ng 20,000 Christian nakakainsulto ano sa tingin nyo cheap journalist ka actually it's oh, totoo nakakainsulto yun pero sa akin ayoko isipin yung insult eh. kasi bakit pag inoffer ba 100,000 okay na o pag inoffer let's say 500,000 okay na diba I mean wrong is wrong kahit anong gawin nyo no eto pa total pinag-uusapan na natin yung mga ganyang influence operations no nung nasa ANC pa po ako diba meron kaming ano ron meron tayong political talk show nun eh Sinasabi ko lagi rin sa staff namin, oh, pagdating ng election, no? kunwari 2019 tsaka 2022, kinakausap ko yung staff namin eh. Sinasabi ko, oh, ito, election season, paparating. Mag-iingat kayo. Baka may mga lumapit na mga politiko. Gusto magpages, gustong lumapit sa akin, makiusap. Soplahin nyo na. Or isumbong nyo sa akin ako makikipag-usap. There were occasions na may mga lumalapit sa akin, nagpaparamdam. Sinasabi, oh, baka pwedeng, di ba, mag-guess mo sa ganyan. Imagine mo, di ba, for instance, meron kang, let's say, one-hour program or sabi mo, 30 minutes na interview, bibigyan mo siya ng parang that much airtime. Malaking bagay sa kanya yan, di ba? That's free publicity. Ang sinasabi ko sa ganyan, sa staff namin, so playin nyo agad, hindi tayo magpapagamit kahit kanino dito sa ano. dito sa sa dito sa kampanya na ito. Syempre, sasabihin ng iba, eh bakit ganito ganyan ganyan, 'di ba? Uh, anyway, basta 'yun ang ano, instructions ko lagi sa staff namin. And actually dito sa Fox First minsan may mga lumalapit eh, no? Kunwari gusto magpages, 'di ba, yung lalo nung ano, nung nung election season, no? May mga may may isang lumapit sa akin, interviewin ko raw yung kliyente niya. Uh, something to do with ano eh. Ano ba? something to do with showbiz na para mawala rin yung stigma na lahat. Di ba, minsan may stigma na paggaling sa showbiz at tumakbo sa politika, hindi raw matalino o hindi magaling, di ba? So parang gusto lang linisin yung stigma na yon. Sabi ko, ako hindi ko na sinagot. Kasi isip-isip ko, wala man akong news value nakikita dyan, di ba? At saka nag-offer pa siya ng bayad. So... Diba? Ang hirap kasi pa nagpagamit tayo, no? Diba? Kunwari, pinap- dati nagtatanong sa iba nung nasa ANC pa ako, bakit daw yung ibang mga guests namin? Nasa mga in-interview ko, diba? Minsan, nagigrill, minsan, nabibembang during the interview. Uh, paano raw nangyayari yun? Bakit daw nagagawa natin? Sabi ko naman, eh kasi, unang-una, dapat ganun din naman talaga ginagawa ng lahat ng journalist, no? Hindi naman dahil sa nagtatapang-tapangan tayo. Dapat din naman talaga yung ginagawa ng lahat, no? At maraming matatapang dyan. Di hamak na mas matatapang sa atin. Ang sinasabi ko lang, mas magagawa natin yun as journalist, mas ma- ma- ma-hold natin accountable yung mga kinakausap natin, ilang mga politiko, kung wala tayong mga entanglement sa kanila. ba diba? Kunwari, wala tayong utang na loob sa ganitong politiko, hindi natin sila ninong o ninang sa ganitong okasyon, di ba? So, mas ano siya, mas uh, mas madaling gawin yung trabaho natin kasi nami-minimize yung ano, yung conflicts of interest. And then kasi yung problema, let's say, no, uh, actually sa totoo na insulto ako pag sinasabi ni iba, oh, vlogger ka na lang, dati kang journalist. Ah, uh, <laughs> una talaga na insulto ako ron eh. Nababadtrip ako, sabi ko, vlogger, seriously. So, and then re- later on I realized that was a comment based on ignorance. No, and in the case of the trolls, based on malicious ignorance, and blissfully ignorant, de ba? Kasi technically hindi naman vlogging itong ginagawa natin. <laughs> We're actually doing journalism. This is a political talk show sa digital platform. Kasi minsan may mga tao makaluma magisip, eh, no? Kung magalumang tao magisip, ayan. Ayoko ayoko isipin yung ano. Di ko ginagamit yung term na ano na vlogger. Ayan. Kasi pag vlogger, parang ano, di ba? Hi guys ka lang eh. Tapos maghahanap ka ng ano. Ito po pala, no? Ito hindi ko na... Ito, gusto ko lang i-cover sa inyo itong discussion na ito. Hindi ko na itanong kanina kay, ano, kay Fatima eh. Pero, actually, this is real eh. Di ba minsan, yun, kunwari, mga content creators, kailangan nila content. Di ba? For them to to put out something something in their channel. 
ako nakikita yung content natin dito, I suppose may napapala naman tayo lahat dito sa pinag-uusapan natin every night. No? Hindi man tayo nagagawa lang dito. So, may napupulit naman kayo siguro. Hindi ba napapansin, no? yung, kunwari, yung mga nagpagamit na political influencers noong 2022 elections, yung iba dyan, kunwari, they, 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 they agreed to an offer coming from a politician, tapos they promoted a politician or attacked another, Actually, yung pagsama-sama nila sa kampanya ng mga ilang kandidato, content na yun eh, di ba? At kumikita rin sila, so kumikita rin sila ron separately. With their views on Facebook, on YouTube, di ba? Content sa kanila yun eh. Kaya maraming ano siya, maraming uh, maraming avenues to earn money for these people. Ang problema pag pera-pera lang, no? Kaya ito nga no, ito totoong sinasabi ko sa inyo no. I won't name names. Pero alam ko, tatamaan sila pag nadinig nila to. Kasi may, may mga colleagues tayo na napaka-sensitive eh. Pero wala akong pakialam. <laughs> Totoo naman itong sinasabi ko. No? Ang bigat po ng laban natin ngayon against disinformation. Ang dami mga taong gusto mag-manipulate ng information. Maraming mga efforts para gawing tanga, gawing bobo yung ilang segments ng ating society. Maraming nabubuhay para mang troll. No? Ang bigat ng problema. And expected na yung journalist, magkakaroon siya ng talaga active role to fight this. Of course, hindi lang journalist dapat ang nakikipaglaban dyan. Dapat lahat tayo. Pero much is expected of journalists. Because by, 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 by the very nature of the job, journalism is truth-seeking and truth-telling. And it's a cycle. Diba? That's the objective process of journalism. You seek the truth and you report it. Paulit-ulit lang yan. Kaya minsan, nanghihinaya ako sa opportunity. No? Minsan may mga nakikita kayo mga journalists na ang dami-daming following, way more than what we have dito sa, sa Faxverse. On cam, sa mainstream media, serious sila. Pero, magtatayo sila ng social media accounts, magtatayo ng channel, tingnan niyo yung content para magpayaman. Pinag-uusapan puro kababawan. Of course, right nila yon. Ano ba naman pakailam ko ron, di ba? Ano sa akin lang, ano ba namang mag-devote ng more space, more platform for to join this fight against this information? Hindi kasi pwedeng Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde ka, no? Parang dito sa, sa mainstream media, mukha kang palaban, para ito social media, napakababaw. Ilang naman, that's just my honest opinion. But it's up to you. Ayan. Dami niyan binabanggit ng mga pangalan dito ah. Hindi ko kayo uh, anuhin ah. Hindi ko kayo I won't I would neither confirm nor deny. Sabi nga ng ilang mga journalists na nagmi-mispronounce, confirmed. Ayan. <laughs> Ayan. Hi Eugene. Gandang gabi sa iyo. Okay na 9928 na. Nagugutom na ako. Sige. Magandang gabi sa inyo lahat. Bukas magkita-kita tayo. Oh, nagtatanong si ano, si Makaela Alfon, why don't you go far from your topic right now? Please hear the voice of TN Trio against Comelec Fraud. Ayan, Comelec Fraud po, hindi Sigmund Freud. Meron po akong nilulutong isang video. Pag-uusapan natin, nagkadayaan ba talaga? Okay? Kakausapin natin TN Trio. Hindi to live interview, talagang package report ito. Once and for all, i-address natin yan. Kakausapin din natin yung ibang mga tao. Kasi, ito, ito po yung appeal ko sa inyo. No? Pag-aisang bagay, akmang-akma sa gusto nyong paniwalaan, yun po yung time na huwag muna kayo agad maniwala. Kasi ang tawag po rin confirmation bias. So gagawa ko na isang video. Nagkadayaan ba talaga? Doon sa 2022 presidential election. Okay? Marami po tayong interviewin. Yan po yung gagawin ko next week. Nare-ready ko na po. Ayan. Nagkausap na kami ni, ano, ni Mr. Eliseo Rio. Interviewin ko siya next week. Pag-uusapan namin yung, ano, yung, yung mga ebidensyang meron siya. Pahasagutin natin ibang tao para makita natin at kayo po yung sumuri. Ang suggestion ko lang sa inyo, stick to the facts. Okay? Stick to the facts. If you don't understand the facts yet, speak with experts, legitimate experts to explain the facts to you. Okay? Hindi po siya ano, live interview. Isa po siyang package report. Siguro mga 10-minute video. Talagang pag-uusapan natin yung ano. Hindi siya ano, yung, hindi lang si Rio yung kakausapin natin. Kakausapin natin yung iba pa. Namfrel, for instance. Okay? 
So, ilang gusto ko sabihin sa inyo kasi minsan ano eh, alam niyo po yung confirmation bias. Problema 'yan hindi lang po ng mga kaalyado ng isang political side. Lahat may confirmation bias. Kaya ang hirap, 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 hirap pakipagano, pakapagdiskurso. Miskis among like-minded people, 'di ba? Kuno, feeling niyo, yung katabi niyo pareho kayo ng political belief. Eh minsan papaano pag hindi na hindi naman pwede kayong identical sa inyong political beliefs, 'di ba? Meron kayong divergence of opinions din. O pagdating doon hindi niyo nakaibigan. O kaya bobo na siya o bias na siya, 'di ba? Ilang hirap sa atin ngayon eh. Napakahirap talaga. Minsan kasi yung yung utak kulto, it infects everyone, not just a particular group. Kaya mag-ingat po kayo diyan. That's my honest appeal. Ayan. Yung mga nanto-troll dito, wag niyo na masyadong pansinin. Check niyo kung totoong tao, 'di ba? Eh kasi ang pangit-pangit ng handle eh, ang hirap-hirap namang paniwalaan na totoong tao sila. Ayan. So wag niyo nang pansinin 'yon pag ganun. Okay? So maraming salamat po for joining us tonight and uh, magkita-kita po tayo ulit tomorrow dito po sa Fox First. Ako po si Chris Chiresguera again. Thank you for watching. Music